Well, happy Pentecost, guys. I'm excited. Are you excited? I mean, I know none of us are nearly as excited as we were on Stewardship Ingathering Sunday, the most exciting Sunday of the year. You can't maintain that level of excitement, I know, but Pentecost is a close second. It's the birthday of the church. We get another real weird story with the, the tongues. Did you, did you get the joke? The tongues of... Okay, it's a dumb joke. Anyway, uh, with the tongues of fire and the different languages and the people thinking that the disciples were drunk at 9 a.m., which we didn't have in our version, but oh my gosh, it's hilarious. Um, and these fabulous red arts. It's, it's just wonderful. I, I love today. This is one of my favorite uh, feasts of the church. And also, I'm tired. I am so tired, y'all. As of Uvalde, 213 mass shootings this year. That's shootings where at least four people were hurt or killed. 144 days into the year, and there have been 213 mass shootings. That's almost one and a half per day. The other day, an acquaintance said that he had just had the realization that school shooters in particular are of an age that they're extremely likely to have done the active shooter training when they were in school. They'll know what the protocol is, what's allowed, what isn't. And then he went on to say he shared this with his 15-year-old who said, yeah, Dad, I think that every time we have to do the practice, that they'll know where we are. This is our every day. And while gun violence is hitting an all-time high, this isn't the only time in our history when we've struggled with violence and division and oppression. Humans have always had a hard time because we are hurt ourselves, because we want, because we grasp at other people's things to make ourselves feel better or more secure. And we don't always see that grasping in ourselves. We definitely don't want to see it, but it's always with us. And this is at the root of what we call in the church sin. We're all hurt, and we hurt others because of it. No one is exempt. This, too, is our everyday. As are things like doing the laundry, or working in the garden, or grocery shopping, or hugging our kids. I hung my laundry out to dry the other day on my, uh, my outdoor line, which is wildly and weirdly soothing, excuse me, soothing to me. Who knows? I tied up my tomatoes, I weeded the raspberries, I chatted with my neighbors who are moving next week, talked to a student about their woes, took my kid to a violin lesson, wrote a sermon. This is my every day. The normal, lovely, mundane life that I lead. And you've got those everyday kinds of joys as well. Everyday kinds of privileges that we don't even think of as privileges. All our huge pronouncements about God is omniscient and omnibenevolent, or all people are welcome, or the scripture is the inspired word of God, they're beautiful. And they make their home in the everyday, right? They're shown to be true or not on the ground, even in a single interaction in the post office. Our sainthood and our sin are on display every moment of every day. And Pentecost, like I talked about about stewardship and Pat talked about with Ascension, this part of the year, this is the moment when the big story of the Bible turns and looks at us and says, your turn. 
this everydayness that I'm talking about, it's that these things, good and bad, like these actual events, happen every single day, but also that they're just daily life, they're normal. How many of us, on hearing of another shooting, wondered why we weren't more shocked? Or wondered if there was something wrong with us that we didn't cry? The sort of everydayness of our faith is, I think, what hit me the hardest on this pilgrimage I just took with some Edge House students. And the everydayness is also what's making me feel so tired. I want to tell you this story. I want to tell everyone, really, but I want to tell y'all specifically, as my church family, as the people that I worship with every week and serve and try to live well and compassionately with every day, I found myself wanting to tell you about this pain and to wonder together what can be done. We went on pilgrimage to the American South to bear witness to a portion of our history. And among other things, we went in search of the sites related to Emmett Till's last days in 1955. If you're not aware, Emmett Till was 14 when he went to Mississippi for a couple weeks of summer vacation with his cousins. He was a young and handsome black man in the midst of Jim Crow. His mother bid him goodbye in Chicago, and she never saw him again. Because one afternoon, Emmett and his cousins popped into the Bryant's grocery store in Money, Mississippi to buy some snacks. And Emmett whistled at Carolyn Bryant, the white woman who was working there. Not a great choice, even now, but a small one. Carolyn lied to her husband that he'd done more when no one was looking. The cousins packed him off, all terrified something would happen because black people were abducted and killed all the time. It was there every day. Four days later, he was kidnapped, tortured, shot, and thrown in the river. Two days after that, his body was pulled out. Not even a month later, the men who lynched Emmett Till walked free and later bragged about what they had done. His grieving mother insisted that he not only have an open casket so people could see what had been done to her little boy, but pictures were published in magazines, and this helped catapult the modern civil rights movement into action. And we went to see these places. It was hard. It was so hard. And not just emotionally. Some, none of these places are easy to find. There's no glossy brochure. It's far into rural Mississippi. There's no docents waiting for you at these locations. Just weeds and sorrow. First, we went to Bryant's grocery store, which is very much in the middle of nowhere on a country road. We'd seen pictures, so we kind of had a sense of what it was supposed to look like. We parked where the historical marker was. There's not really anything there. We wandered up and down the road, and we figured out, after having walked around behind it, that we had, in fact, parked directly in front of Bryant's grocery store. But it is so overgrown with trees and weeds and is crumbling that you can't tell from the street. Turns out the current owner is the son of one of the jurors who let Emmett's tiller, killers go free. We then drove to Glendora, Mississippi, which is the tiny community where Emmett's relatives lived, where he had been kidnapped, where he was killed, all of which happened in less than a square mile. Glendora is tiny. You probably wouldn't even call it a town. It does have a mayor, a generous but beaten down man who runs their museum in the building where Emmett was killed. And it's his everyday 
to sit at that desk and wonder how to help his desperately poor community. We talked to him for a while, asked about the Black Bayou Bridge where Emmett was thrown in the river, and gave us directions, which led us down a little residential street to an overgrown path to a rusting, unmarked bridge. The nearest houses to that bridge are probably a thousand feet away. Do they know what they live next to? Surely they know. Surely that's there every day. We stayed there for a while on the bridge, thinking, mourning. We read the beginning of the burial rite for him. Lynching was the everyday in the Jim Crow South. For any number of reasons or for no reason at all, black people were captured and killed in the thousands. And when they weren't, their everyday life itself was restrictive and dehumanizing. We know these things. We've learned some of it in school. Maybe not all of it. We did this to bear witness to our history, but not just as a country, as part of our faith, because it was Christians who did this. And what hits me so hard is the everydayness of it all. The grocery, the pickup, the bridge, the daily dehumanization of bathrooms and food and school. It's all just so ordinary in its cruelty. And we're still so painfully cruel to each other. But it, it doesn't have to be this way. Certainly we know there's big moments in our history, big moments of, of triumph and big moments of evil it's the day-to-day, -day, how we interact with each other, how we resist cruelty or give into it. It's that everydayness. So, a different trip. I just recently took my kids to the Shaker Village in Kentucky. I love the Shakers for lots of reasons. My mother used to work at the Shaker Village. And not the least of which is their sense of every moment being prayer. So six days a week, prayer was the work they did to keep their community going. It was raising animals and making furniture. One day a week, prayer was worship in the meeting house. Prayer was dance and song and shouting. Every day, every act was prayer. Mother Ann Lee, their founder, said, hands to work and hearts to God, which reminds me a lot of God's work, our hands, Sunday here. Our every day can be hard and it is so hard for many reasons. And it can be an opportunity. Remember a couple weeks ago, it's about get to. We get to participate. We get to shape how we as a people could be. We get to help Jesus heal the world. We get to not only contribute our dollars to the cause, but our, our bodies. How we are is not inevitable. Things can be different than this. And this is the point of Pentecost, this extraordinary feast, this weird, wild story of flames and tongues. It's an invitation. It's our turn. The invitation of Pentecost this year, I think, is to identify what keeps us apart. Languages, for sure, but worldview barriers, political barriers, woundedness, and to bind up each other's wounds and make haste to be kind. It's our turn. There is work to be done, and it is a daily kind of work. It's hard. It's, it's uncomfortable sometimes to show someone our vulnerability or our uncertainty. It's hard to change what may seem unchangeable. 
but it can be done. We are already looking at who might be left out of this community and how we can welcome them in. We can look at ministries that we do from this community outside these walls and ask ourselves, who else can we invite into this? What could be another step? We can, of course, write our representatives and show up to protests and talk to our neighbors, whatever. Anything is possible. We can make this different because God has given us this miraculous eyesight to see each other's hurt. God has given us strong hands and feet and minds to work on solutions. God has given us wide open hearts to care about what happens to people now, not just in the hereafter. What's everyday and ordinary can become extraordinary. I want to invite you to take this into yourself by singing a song with me. I'm going to teach you guys first. Thank you, Ken. I'm going to teach you this part, and then Ken's going to be your leader for your part. Listen first. There is work to be done. There is work to be done. Sing that back to me. There is work to be done. There is work to be done. Good. Listen again. With these hands, this heart and mind. With these hands, this heart and mind. Good. There is work to be done. 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 I am on, on your side. I am on, on your side. That was so beautiful. You're welcome to look at the words if you need to, but don't let them distract you from listening to each other. If you don't remember the words, just mumble, it's fine. Okay, listen again. The spirit will take care of it. That's right. Thank you, Pat. Listen again, a little bit longer. There is work to be done. There is work to be done. With these hands, this heart and mind. There is work to be done. There is work to be done. With these hands, this heart and mind. Listen again. There is work to be done. There is work to be done. I am on, on your side. There is work to be done. There is work to be done. I am on, on your side. That was so beautiful. You ready to do the whole thing? There is work to be done. There is work to be done. With these hands, this heart and mind. There is work to be done. There is work to be done. I am on, on your side. One more time. There is work to be done. There is work to be done. With these hands, this heart, this mind. There is work to be done. There is work to be done. I am on, on your side. You guys sound so good. Fabulous. Okay. That was part one. Part two. Ready? Listen first. These hands are strong, this heart is wide, this mind, this mind is wise. These hands are strong, this heart is wide, I am on, on your side. Okay, listen, listen to the first little chunk. These hands are strong, this heart is wide. Ready? These, These hands, hands are, are strong, strong, this heart is wide. wide. 
Probably should have kept going, shouldn't I? It's fine. <laughs> this mind, this mind is wise. This, this mind, this mind, mind is, is wise. wise. Good. These hands are strong, this heart is wide. These, These hands, hands are strong, strong. this heart is wide. I am on, on your side. I am on, on your side. So again, slightly longer, listen. These hands are strong, this heart is wide. This mind, this mind is wise. These hands are strong, this heart is wide. This mind, this mind is wise. These hands are strong, this heart is wide. I am on, on your side. These hands are strong, this heart is wide. I am on, on your side. From the beginning to the whole thing. These hands are strong, this heart is wide. This mind, this mind is wise. These hands are strong, this heart is wide. I am on, on your side. You sound so good, do one more. These hands are strong, this heart is wide. This mind, this mind is wise. These hands are strong, this heart is wide. I am on, on your side. Now we're going to put them together. It's so great. All right. She's singing, man. I'm down. Uh, okay. You guys are going to sing There's Work to Be Done, and then you're just going to keep going, because then I'm going to add these guys in, okay? Follow this guy. There is work to be done. There is work to be done. With these hands, this heart is mine. There is work to be done. There is work to be done. I am on, on your side. Keep going. These hands are strong, this heart is wide. This mind, this mind is wise. These hands are strong, this heart is wide. 